Last week, I challenged us, those of you who weren't here, um, to take a Bible reading uh, in a year challenge uh, booklet. I've got some spares at the back if you weren't here last week and you, or you didn't manage to take one last week. I challenged us to read the Bible in a year. I won't ask you whether you've uh, started that endeavour. I started on, it was Thursday, I think, uh, oh, Friday was the 1st of February, so I started on Friday in earnest and I'm still going, I'm pleased to say. Um, but this morning, I think there's some... Uh, lessons for us about the theme of discipleship. That's one of the reasons I wanted us uh, to read the Bible in a year, was to extend our reach in terms of our own personal discipleship. And I think this morning's readings have got something to say about discipleship as well. But before we get there, just to say liturgically, we're quite at an interesting place. We're sort of at a crossroads, if you like. Behind us, uh, we're saying goodbye to the season of Christmas and Epiphany uh, this morning doing that for another year. So it's about 11 months to go before Christmas Day again. Ahead of us lies the gruelling and dusty road of the countdown to and then immersion in the season of Lent, which starts on Ash Wednesday, the 6th of March. But just before we say goodbye to this joyous season of Christmas and Epiphany, we've got this celebration today, the celebration of Candlemas, celebrated 40 days after Christmas Day, when we remember the presentation of Jesus in the temple. I said to those of you who were here a few weeks ago when we started this season of Epiphany, that the stories we look at in this season of Epiphany kind of flitters around the early part of Jesus' life and ministry. So in the first week we had uh, the story of the wise men right at the start of of Jesus' life. And then his baptism, which was just as he started his ministry a few years later on. Then the wedding at Cana, which was Jesus' first miracle. And then last week, we had Jesus' appearance in the synagogue, where he begins to spell out what his ministry is going to take, uh, take shape like. And today, we're transported back to just after his birth in our Gospel reading. But the Hebrews passage we had, just before we get to the Gospel, is supposed, I think, in the lectionary to give us some sustenance for our journey as we go into Lent. That passage is a reminder that he shared our humanity, which means that Jesus can relate to us and understand us in every way as we are human beings, as he was human beings. We heard read out, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared our humanity. And later on, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. But more than just a companion, more than just a human being alongside of us, we're also reminded that in Jesus we have a saviour, one whose death breaks the power of death forever, and one who is able, through his death, to make atonement for the sins of the people, as Hebrews reminds us. Two people who understood this about Jesus, the power that he had to redeem people, were Simeon and Anna in our Gospel reading. I think they offer us two great examples of discipleship lived over a long period of time. Mary and Joseph have come to bring Jesus to the temple to do what was required of them, indicating their own intentions to raise Jesus in obedience to his faith as a good disciple himself. But then they meet these two extraordinary characters. Simeon, I think, is a fantastic example of discipleship and living as for what matters in life. Having been told 
by the Spirit that he would see the Messiah, he is content to wait his whole life for the privilege and honour. And when he does finally see the Messiah, he's then content to say that his life can now end. His life can be taken from him. I think he is saying that this day, this meeting the Messiah, is the highlight of his life. It doesn't get any better than this. Meeting the Messiah, even just for this moment, was worth waiting his whole lifetime for. I'm reading a book at the moment by Eugene Peterson, who uh, translated the Bible into uh, modern language in the message version of the Bible. He's also written prolifically as well, a lot about leadership. And the book that I'm reading at the moment is called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And it's about how do we keep ourselves going in the long haul of discipleship. And I think Simeon is a great example of someone who keeps going for the long haul. Simeon sees what it would take many who met Jesus and even the early church afterwards a long time to recognise that all the nations, not just the Jewish people, will see what God is unveiling. A plan of salvation for all people without distinction. That Jesus has come as a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of God's people Israel. As we will see in our journey in Lent going through to Easter, This is not the sort of glory Israel wanted, nor what the world was expecting as we follow Jesus to the cross. But Simeon does recognise it, and he is content having set eyes on the Saviour for his life to come to an end. And I think Simeon has a few things to teach us. And I think I've probably indicated the first one, that meeting Jesus is the most important thing in life. If you've never really known Jesus, and I don't really mean just know about him in our heads, but if you've never actually known him in your heart and in your mind, then I think you are missing out on one of the best relationships in the world. You're missing out on a Jesus who, when he was grown up, promised in his words, I have come to give you life and life in all its fullness. Jesus knows, as we're reminded in Hebrews, He knows exactly what we need to live the best life that we can. And I think Simeon also teaches us that the greatest gift that we can offer to others is simply, as Simeon took Jesus in his arms, he held him out, beheld him for himself, but also held him out for others to behold. And I think that's the greatest gift that we can offer anyone around us, is to simply hold Jesus before people and invite them to come and get to know him like we do. If Simeon teaches us some things about discipleship, then I think Anna is no different. And she recognises who Jesus is as well. Here was a woman who had a tragic life. She was widowed after only seven years of marriage, but then spends her days worshipping and fasting in the temple. She reminds us that discipleship in the long haul isn't an easy business. Just because we are disciples doesn't mean that life will be simple and straightforward. Jesus promises fullness of life, yes, but he doesn't promise an easy life. I can assure you that as a disciple, you will not be immune from pain, from grief, from illness, from betrayal, from loss, from isolation at various times in your life. But I can also assure you 
that if you accept his invitation to join him on the journey of faith, that you will find in Christ a companion who has been there before you, who's carried the same suffering that you will go through, and even has gone further. He has taken all the pain that you will ever experience, and he's carried it to the cross. And he's, and said that these things, those pain, illness, suffering, isolation, betrayal, those things no longer need to define you. And even though we will, as I've said, still encounter pain and suffering in our lives, his life within us, by the power of his spirit and his companionship on the journey, will give us the strength to carry on and the sure and certain hope that this life is not all there is. Anna was someone, I think, who had every right to ask the Messiah any number of questions about the suffering and pain that she had experienced. She could have gone to the, uh, to the child Messiah or to his parents and said, if this is God, uh, then what about all the stuff that I've been through in my life? And any one of us could do the same, couldn't we? But Anna provides a different example. She simply beholds the Christ, gives thanks to God, and then shares with everyone that the Messiah has finally arrived. The Messiah is here. In Simeon and Anna, I think we've got two exemplars of lifelong discipleship. So in our own discipleship, let's take something of their example that's offered to us today. Let's be like Simeon and be open to the Holy Spirit in our lives, looking for the presence of God in our midst and holding it before other people, inviting others to come and share in that relationship, that most amazing relationship with the living God. Like Anna, we can commit ourselves to regular worship, to regular prayer and spiritual disciplines like fasting, like she did, particularly as we approach Lent. Just a quick plug for our Lent course this year. Uh, we're sharing again with Shire's Head and doing a joint Lent course, uh, which will be starting, as I've said, on Ash Wednesday with a joint service of an Ashing and a Eucharist on the 6th of March. And then we're looking at a book called The Things He Did, written by the Bishop of Chel Chelmsford, Stephen Cottrell. I've got a few copies of that. I've not got them with me this morning. Uh, it is available online. Um, it's, it's very cheap online, actually. I've got a few copies. It's about £5, I think, including postage, where I got it from. Uh, but if you want a copy, come and see me afterwards, or uh, I've put a note on the notice sheet about it so you can see which book we're using. So do get a copy of that. But over the last few weeks, over the last month of January, as we've retold the Christmas story and looked at much of the material in the first two chapters of Luke's Gospel. There have been many characters that we've come across with whom we can identify. Elizabeth and Zechariah, two elderly people longing for God to answer their prayer for a child. The young girl, Mary, surprised to find that she was pregnant, surprised by God's intervention in her life, but nonetheless a model of obedience. Her husband Joseph, who was loyal to his wife despite her pregnancy. The shepherds, a reminder that those on the outside are being called to come in to the kingdom of God. They're also a reminder of the importance of sharing the news of Jesus with others. And today, the old man Simeon and the old woman Anna, waiting their turn to die, 
worshipping God night and day and praying for the salvation of his people. The stories of these people are written so that people of all ages and stages of life might be drawn into the story of Jesus, so that we might be nurtured and sustained on our own journey of discipleship, whatever our journey of discipleship may bring. So let's be inspired in our own discipleship this morning by Simeon and Anna and all the characters of the Christmas story as we say goodbye to the Christmas story and continue our discipleship journey into Lent. Amen.